so this um, retreat is, is the last day. The uh, things to remember, simple things like Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So these uh, are internalized, you know, rather than just concepts or ideas. So emphasize on this retreat, this internal, what I call internalizing. So if you keep religion, religious symbols, and as the kind of external things that you bow to Buddha rupas, <laughs> chant Pali words, and bow and do all the rituals, and you can you can just uh, kind of go through the motions. But the main the emphasis on it is uh, really knowing what. Buddha, Buddha Dhamma Sangha is not according to scholarship or anyone else's, but this, this, it's practical, it's real, it's not, it's not an ideal or an abstraction. So to internalize, say, what is Buddha right now in terms of sitting here? Consciousness, just reflecting on the way it is, the posture, consciousness, breathing, sound of silence. And then there's this Buddha, Bhutang Sarnangachami, is this awareness ability of an individual human being to be aware in a, in a, in a of dhamma not in terms of identity with the body and the personal uh, scenarios and individuality that we tend to believe in and identify with so buddha is not some kind of personal identity or description uh, that defines me, but it is this, this refuge in attentiveness in the present. So this is, you know, this is something that we can, you know, we develop. It's all the time. It's not just meditation retreats and quiet places. So then reflect Buddha. The word Buddha means awakened. So then the Buddha Rupas, you know, they're <coughs> iconic forms about human figure uh, awake. You know, the Buddha Rupas aren't in trances, are they? Usually their eyes are partially open and they're, they're fully present. They're not, you know, off in a, in a deva realm. They're high on a heroin high or anything. You know, then you have, you know, a figure, human type figure, iconic form of Buddha. So, I mean, this is internalizing that is the point that you're not just, you know, spouting all the Buddhist ideas and going through Buddhist, just, you know, like changing your costume. 
take off your Christian garments and put on Buddhist ones. <laughs> Not a costume, but you know, the, it's helpful. It's helpful uh, if you if you use these conventions uh, rightly. Buddha knows the Dhamma the way it is. Where you, as a person, know what you like and don't like, and what you want and don't want, and what you you find agreeable and disagreeable, and prefer and and fear and doubt and worry and whatnot. That's the personal. That's the self. But Buddha knows the Dhamma the way it is. So there's knowing instead of knowing about how my feelings, why I feel this way, the traumas of my life that form my character, the the <coughs> the insecurity that I suffer from because my mother didn't uh, nurse me. I'm you know, brought up on cow's milk mm -hmm. from a rubber nipple. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hopefully that was the trauma of early life that formed my character that I have to live with. It's all my mother's fault. That's not Dhamma. But it can be Dhamma if seen from Puto, then you see it's condition, memory, arising, ceasing. It's seen that even that it's my mother's fault, that, that very thought if seen only from, you know, grasping that idea and uh, believing in it, or seeing it in terms of Buddha knowing Dhamma. And what does Buddha know? All conditions that arise cease, not self. So, it's my mother's fault. It's not this sense of my, me and my mother and whose fault it is. This is this is uh, this is Sakyaditi, but to see this as a opinion or a memory or a thought, then you're seeing it in terms of what it is. It's in Nietzsche. It is. It certainly comes and goes like any other thought. Attaching to it, you know, if I start attaching to it, it's my mother's fault, and you know, here I'm, old man, and I'm still. You know, whining about my mother. <laughs> so I'm. So, it's dukkha, isn't it? It's not fair. <laughs> and I can do that at seventy-three. You could still, you know, if I didn't know better, I could probably whinge about all the, you know, things done to me in my life that have disappointed and made me an embittered old guy at the end of it. But then in Buddha knowing Dhamma, then it's seen as Dhamma rather than as self. So it's anatta, anicca dukkha anatta. Or some stupid thought, kind of obsessive thought, Gwendolyn, what are you to me, arises. Seen in terms of, oh, that that thing again, why me? And I go, I'm hoping to get rid of it forever. Or seeing that from Bhutto Tammo. It is, you know, it's a condition arising, ceasing.
and if I if I get lost in it, then it's dukkha. You know, it's unsatisfactory. It's nothing. It's not a judgment. It's just noticing that that's its nature, its change, and it's not self. So in seeing, you know, the nature of sankara, then we're seeing, then we're observing the way it is. All sankaras are impermanent and not self. So you have this sape sankarani cha sape tama anatta. These two uh, sentences, reflections. All conditions are impermanent. All dhamma is not self. So even the sense of a self is Dhamma, but it's not self in terms of its true nature. Now these uh, words, you know, this this uh, Pali tradition, I mean, this, this gives, you know, it is a skillful vocabulary for reflecting on on the experience. Because it, you know, just to have terms that you, you know, that point to reality rather than highly fraught uh, terms that bring up strong emotions and doubts and and uh, let's say on your own language, conditioned language and and uh, emotional reactions to the to the word. So, you know, I found these uh, like four noble truths. Uh, Satipatthana practices, dependent origination. Found these categories like Sakyaditi, Sila Bhattabaramasa, Vichikicha, things like really skillful because you can investigate. They give you kind of a vocabulary that isn't isn't aligned with our cultural assumptions. You know, so it's kind of independent of that. So then you can you know, it, it you can use it for the kind of way of helping you to pay attention, to observe, to, you know, really investigate. What is the refuge? So this is, you know, the Bhutang Sarnangachami, the sense of refuge. It's tradition, traditional chant. Then the, where is the safe place? Really, where wherever you are, whether you're in London, here, Iraq, an airplane. What is your what what is a refuge that's always here and now that isn't dependent on, you know, the sp- uh, special conditions. So then, this is you know, when you begin to. Internalize this refuge is this awareness that's with you all the time. You just remember it. And if you get caught in in your fears and anxieties and you know just kind of neurotic fears where there's no immediate danger, but you can sit here and imagine ghosts or or CIA out in the bushes. There's a terrorist. In every in every bush. <laughs> Great for puns, that name. 
<laughs> and then it, refuge in awareness of that, you know, or like climbing Mount Everest, you know, uh, climbing on glaciers, and then it, you start, oh, <coughs> freaking out and panicking, and then the refuge in awareness. So that's why, you know, exploration or investigation, testing it out with, with here and now, not as, you know, any idea you have about getting somewhere in the future and becoming enlightened through hard practice and dedication and, and all that, then being aware of that is Dhamma, seeing the Dhamma rather than believing uh, even the best uh, kind of uh, intentions or altruistic ideas of how you're going to live your life and develop and make yourself uh, you know, do all these good things in order to become enlightened, just by observing, noticing, listening, that that is a sankhara, you know, no matter how magnificently grand and high-minded it might be, it is what it is. Or, uh, you know, some mean, nasty, low-minded, feeling for seek revenge and get even with somebody who's done me wrong totally kind of lost in anger then as soon as refuge then is in awareness of it it is what it is then taking the Ati ajatang, aputang, akatang, asankatang. There is the unborn, uncreated, unconditioned, unformed. So, with awareness of Dhamma, puto tamo, then there's, you recognize this, this is it, it's here and now. Suddenly, Recognize just this. There's nothing, no object. You can't find it as, you know, some kind of thing that you suddenly just some subtle thing that suddenly appears out of nowhere. It's, it's a, through trusting in this awareness that you realize the deathless. Recognize it. And in daily life, you know, in your daily life, you know, kind of. Encourage yourself to be patient with with yourself and with the society and the people you live with and your colleagues and family. Not to endlessly react and be critical and uh, but be you know like patience. Uh, you know it is the way it is that that uh, life is like this. You know it's not ideal and wonderful and and just you know as we would like it to be it's not going to be what we want or what we would like it to be but it is like this and sometimes life is what we lo- what we want but 
you can't sustain that, you know, it's because the, you know, the conditioned realm, the society, the physical body, the the family, the political system, uh, everything is changing. So the relationship to change is patience with it rather than, oh, it's not changing fast enough, or it's, it's too fast, I can't stand it. Wanting to go back to the good old days, the golden age. Or wanting to change everything so it, it is what it should be. And in, you know, in wisdom it's, it's through being patient and, and willing to experience suffering, not trying to get rid of it. You know, so it's like embracing and willing to suffer but not identifying with it. So there's a difference. You know, willing to open to the suffering of the world. <clears throat> not from personal, you know, attachment to it because you want it to be otherwise, but it's from compassion rather than from some idea of why does it have to be like this? So in uh, you know, the, the, this, uh, this pain and suffering and so forth is it's the experience of this realm. <coughs> it's a sense realm. Sensitivity then is uh, you know a lot of being knowing pleasure, pain, experiencing it. It's just having uh, such a form as a human body is you know it's about pleasure, pain. That's its nature. And then Sangha, the <coughs> Supatipano, Ujupatipano, Yaya Patipano, Samiji Patipano. Patipano, it means uh, practice the Dhamma. You know, this is Sangha, refuge in Sangha. Sankang Zernangachami. It's practicing the Dhamma, being the Dhamma. Being mindful, not being someone who's not mindful enough and trying to be more mindful, but being puto tamo sankho as an imminent act of awareness in the present, not a personal identity. So I find, you know, like sangha, this refuge in sangha is in my position, you know, being a Buddhist monk for so long, is then uh, this sense of sangha. It's quite quite a lovely uh, perception in itself because it's it's not personal anymore. It's not. I I have forty years in the monastic order. <laughs> I'm senior monk. That kind of thing. It's it's outside that that a personal sense of personal identity with monasticism or position or whatever. It's it's not it's not about being identifying being a Buddhist monk or seniority or it's supatipano, ujupatipano, practice directly aware doing the good, refraining from doing uh, 
divisive, harmful acts 